Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Seals Pod. We have a very special guest today. We have the 2019 NLL Rookie of the Year and you know, probably the most popular player here on the Seals, Austin Stotts. Austin, thanks so much for being here. How you doing today, man? Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, doing pretty good today. It's a pretty fun time to talk to you coming off of uh, the game where I think we can officially say that you're back. You know, on the road in Calgary, five goals, three assists. Uh, you finally kind of made that real impact, at least on the goal scoring side, uh, since your return. How did that feel? I mean, yeah, uh, felt like the first couple games was... Uh, I was just chipping the rest off and just uh, getting confidence back in my my body, right? And being able to do the stuff that I was able to do before getting the getting the knee surgery. So I mean, it was, it was big. It was a good feeling getting 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 that game out of the way and getting back to my normal self, right? In Calgary against the defending champs and the guys who beat us out of playoffs last year. So I mean, that that was a that was a big one. You know, it, it probably had to be a, a pretty interesting progression and. Most people probably don't know. You were on a minutes restriction as you first came back. The doctor said, hey, don't play him too much with the <laughs> Vegas game and then the, the following game after that. So uh, was that a good thing for you or were you like, I, I wanted to be out, you uh, wanted to be out there more and more? I mean, it was a good thing at the beginning because I didn't know like my cardio and like being tired on the floor. I didn't think that would help the boys that, that, that well being tired on the floor. So, I mean, it helped at the beginning. And then as soon as I finally got my legs under me, I was like, all right. I don't need no more restrictions. Let me go. Yeah, know? and you before we started recording, you were saying that you're starting to feel better after games. You know, uh, a little less sore, and your body's developing. You know, into uh, being a regular full-time player again, right? Yeah, it's uh, the recovery's uh, starting to ease up on me now. I mean, after a couple of games, I was just all a little, a little sore than normal. And I mean, it's just, it's just my body getting used to the the banging and booming, right? So I mean. It's, it's it's a fun time. Do you feel like at this point you're playing your style that's super physical? You know, you, you feel like you've got your head down. You're trying to bull rush guys. You're still making your your cuts. You're, are you playing the game you want to play at this point, or you still got some more progression to do? I got a little bit more progression to do. Uh, I think. I mean, I I am at that stage where I, where I am confident in doing those same moves that I was doing a year or so ago. To, uh, year ago, I mean. I feel good out there. Uh, my shot's getting back. I'm starting to feel loose out there and letting the game come to me instead of trying to force things and and make make mistakes, right? How's it been, you know, going from last year to this year? Not only were you overcoming an injury, but you had a lot of new guys on the offensive side to play with. Uh, did it take some time to learn guys like Jeremy Noble and Zach Greer and Westberg, like learning how to play with those guys as opposed to some of the guys you had last year? Uh I kind of knew what what we what we were getting in the off season. Jeremy Noble and in Wesley Berg and and Zach Gear, they're all they're all winners, right? All good lacrosse players. They've been at the highest level, won championships, and I mean, it's, it's, you just gotta tweak how you play with them, and then just ask them questions on the bench and get on the same page. And then once once you get on the same page, I mean, it's pretty electrical, right? So I mean, we we had a pretty good outing last game and the game before that with put up more than 10, 10, 10 goals. So I mean. If we can keep doing that, I'm, I'm pretty sure we can stack some wins here together. No, you guys have been playing really great together. It's, it's been fun to see the chemistry. I want to go back and just kind of talk about, you know, your upbringing. Uh, yeah. You're a Native American player here. Yeah. Uh, born and raised. Born and raised. The game is incredibly important to you and your family and, and where you grew up. So, you know, for those that don't know, you grew up in Six Nations. Tell tell everybody a little bit more about Six Nations, what it's like, <laughs> okay. what it's like growing up, uh, and, and how lacrosse kind of six, plays into all that. Six Nations is, uh, I'm from Six Nations, Ontario. I mean, was born there, raised there. Uh, 
it's a lacrosse, it's a lacrosse community, right? Uh, summer, summer, the summer's over. We pick up our sticks, play hockey. Winter's over. We pick up our lacrosse sticks, play lacrosse all summer. I mean, in the summer you go, you drive by anyone's house on the corner that you always see a lacrosse net, someone playing lacrosse, someone carrying their stick around, walking on the roads or something like that. I mean, it's just, just so unique how our community comes together as a whole when lacrosse comes to town. You know, I mean. Our junior A system and our uh, major league system, like the the 21 and above league, is uh, is amazing. We, we, our our teams won championships. Our juniors teams won championships. I mean, it's literally lacrosse central of Ontario. It was called at one point. And where did lacrosse come from in your family? Obviously, we know about your brother Randy, and we'll talk about uh, that. But like, did it come from your dad? Did it go even farther back than your dad? Farther. My my dad's dad played, and my dad's my grandfather's dad played. So I mean, it was just a generational thing, right? I mean, my uncles played, my dad's played. It's just a, it's just a family thing, right? And just just living on Six Nations. That's all we that's all we had to do. Or all yeah, we had no other sports, no football, no soccer, just lacrosse or hockey. So I mean. If you have to pick, I, <laughs> did you did you have a stick in your hand before you could walk? I had a stick in my crib, so every Native American is born with a stick in their crib, a baby boy, so they're born with a stick in their hand. So I've been having a stick since I was born. So I mean, I think that just translate over and just how much I care for my stick now and like before games, I just treat it right, like put it. I even sleep with my stick before big games, like over the weekend. I did. I mean, he's got to treat it with respect and hopefully it uh, repay you on the floor. So that's really cool. Your brother Randy, uh, obviously really established in the league. He's six years older than you, right? Yeah, six years. So I'm guessing he was somebody you looked up to, and you had that distance to be able to see what he did. He goes to Onondaga Community College. He yeah, goes on to Syracuse. Sure. He goes on to NLL. How much did you follow his route to, to be the player you are, whether it's like stylistically or the choices you made, like how much of, of his uh, I think, influence I think did you most, have? Most of my choices were relayed on his, on his, uh, on his choices because he, he did the school route and my mom always wanted us to try school and do the school route first. And then if it wasn't for us, we'll figure something else out. Right. So, I mean, that, that was a big influence on me and just his playing style and his uh, mentality of trying to win all the time doing the right things, recovering, working out, right? And just practicing our shots. And I know most people don't like to go outside and shoot on empty net, but, I mean, that's that's how I grew up is just go outside, shoot on empty net, and hopefully you don't lose your ball in the, in the field. <laughs> that makes you a better shooter, yeah, right? You have, yeah, to, you have to keep getting better so that you don't have to chase the ball. Yeah, no one likes to chase the ball. <laughs> uh, at what point in life were you able to – I don't want to say compete because if you're 12 and he's 18, you can't really compete. But like, <laughs> yeah. you know, how how uh, were you able to hold your own? Because I mean, what a great role model as far as playing lacrosse to be able to aspire to, and it probably made you a lot better because you had to get better at a young age to play with him, right? Right, right. I mean, I think I was about 14 years old, uh, and I was just in. Uh, I figured out how to play lacrosse like with older guys and older people, right? And just how to use my size for to, for an advantage of my play. So, I say about fourteen, about to turn fifteen, I played junior B, and uh, my brother asked me this question: "Is like, you not a shoot?" I was like, I had like twenty five goals at the time in the league, whatever. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And then he taught me how to like flick my wrist and like pull back, and just a little little tendencies of shooting and that that I still carry that to my game today so I mean thank him a lot for that that's for sure and it probably helped you progress and 
play up. You know, you won a man cup. How old were you when you won the man 18? cup? Eighteen. Eighteen. I mean, that's yeah. pretty unheard of, right? Yeah. To, to to win a man cup and be a major part of a team. So you were always playing up against older competition. I'm guessing playing with him and his friends and things like that. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me is I thought that I always belonged there. So instead of being that new guy getting called up, shaking when I'm getting the call, right? I'm like. All right, I can. I know. I know. I can play with these guys. So let me see if I can get me out there. So went out there, did my thing, and gladly and gladly I produced is what I did in that 2016 Man Cup. And luckily, we won a Man Cup that year. Cali BBQ is proud to be an official sponsor of your San Diego Seals. Buy our slow smoked barbecue at any Seals home game or online anytime at www.calibbq. Media. Talk about your relationship with him. You know, has he always been supportive, or has it been a, like more of a rivalry type relationship, or has it changed as you got older and got closer in age to him? You know, how how has your relationship with him developed and developed you as a person? Uh, I don't think the rivalry is there as much as it was growing up because I was the younger brother trying to beat my brother and everything, right? So I mean, as we got older, I think it's just more like, like what's up, man? Like how like how how was. How, how do you think you played like after a game or like we'll text each other or call each other the next day after we knew we played a bad game and we we watch each other's games. So, I mean, call him. He watched my game the night before and he'll let me know like what he's seen and what I should change or kind of like you know, a mentor. Relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And vice versa. And like, you know, not too many people like to ask their little brother for advice, too. But I mean, I like to tell him throw my two cents in here and there, you know. So, yeah, I think our relationship's pretty good as we uh, growing up now, so since the rivalry's not there, the tension. <laughs> when you saw, you know, he goes uh, the first round of the NLL draft. Were you guys fans of the NLL when you were kids, and, oh, yeah. and you, you watched a we're, ton of games? We were Buffalo Bandits fans. Okay, uh, we had uh, season tickets, so like that era of Roger Vice, uh, Corey Bomber, Delby Paulus, all those guys from uh, Six Nations, and uh, we, the uh, Buffalo is just an hour away from Six Nations. So I mean, we just drove up. Drove up and watched the game and drove home. So, I mean, it was, a, it was a good time. So you see him go in the draft. He has a great first year, rookie of the year. Um, that inspired you even more? Did it did it give you confidence in the, your skill set that you could translate to that level once you got to that age? Uh, yeah, it was inspiring. I mean, it's my brother, right? <laughs> I, I kind of expected that out of him because he's my big brother, and I kind of just – didn't really have not faith in him to achieve that goal in his first uh, first season. So, I mean, for me personally, I was like, all right, if he can do it, I definitely can do it. No, it's great to have that support system and to, to see somebody. See it, you, right? know exa- you know everything yeah. about his game, so you know what it takes to succeed at that level, right? Right, right. So going backwards, and I don't know if, if everybody knows, but you've had a relationship with Patrick Merrill for a lot longer than your tenure with the Seals. Yeah. Talk about your first experience with Patrick. Uh, 2015, he was he became my coach at uh, Six Station Arrows. Uh, we ended up winning a Mental Cup that year. Uh, then we ended up losing the next year and got swept by Orangeville, and he's from Orangeville, so that one was a little bitter taste for him. And I could tell, you know, he's he's a, he's a true winner, true true class, class act, uh, Patty is, right? I mean... He'll do anything for you. He'll have your back. I mean, no one likes to lose. So, but uh, that uh, 2017 year, we come back fresh. We end up getting a good, a good squad together and end up winning another Mental Cup together. So, I mean, we've been through a lot 
as a as a coach and a player, right? Uh, he knows my little tendencies and stuff like that about me, and uh, you know, it's just a good bond to have have that that connection through your junior career to the pros and know know this guy has like know like almost everything about him, <laughs> and he has your back. So I mean. It's pretty. It's pretty cool experience, and still is. I'm still experiencing more and more, trying to grow, grow my game, and learn more about the game instead of, like, thinking I know everything about the game. You know. And he goes even further back with your family, right? Because he coached Randy at the Hill Academy a little bit. Did you know him then when Randy was doing that? Uh, well, we met. I was just a kid, right? So, whatever, whatever kid knows, you know, not really too much of knowing Patty at that time. Right. So. Yeah, but he is he is a close family member. Like you said, my brother's been coached by him years ago, so then I'm coached by him, so yeah. And, you know, I think he seems to take a, a special interest in, in making sure, you know, that you're, uh, you know, succeeding on the field and off the field and, and making sure that, you know, he can be more than just a coach to you, right? Right. I mean, that's what I mean when he when he really cares about his players, like when he's a coach. He he truly has your back to the end. Like, he, he's, he's one of a kind. He, he'll do anything for you in his power if he can. So. And so you're at Onondaga and yep. trying to figure out what you're going to do next. You probably could have went to any four-year you wanted to go to or turn pro. The yeah. Seals get the first pick. You know Patrick Merrill is the coach. Uh, talk to me about that decision to turn pro. You know some of the maybe some of the things you and Patrick talked about uh, in making that decision and, and taking that step to go to the NLL. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. When I was at OCC, I had a lot of a lot of things to think about. Right, I could have went to Syracuse, could have went to Denver, could have went to UNC, but uh, I don't know. It was just just that thing, like when. When you win championships with like with a person in the past, and they ask you to do this thing, and and they're also asking you to uh, complete your dream that you've been dreaming of as a little kid your whole life. So I mean, it's literally it's literally outweighed the other, right? It's, do something with someone who you you really know and love, and do it while you're doing the the dream that you always wanted to do is and play lacrosse in the at the highest level at professional and and to come to San Diego is is almost a easy decision to come come play pro and had you ever lived anywhere else outside of uh, Six Nations before uh, this uh just school I just moved away for school and then that was my only time I ever been away from home so that was 2 years away from home now um going on four years away from home from but, now. Even, but even then you're pretty close to home so yeah, you're, you're yeah, not too far exactly. so to make that decision to move 3,000 miles away <laughs> yeah. to live year-round in San Diego a completely different climate a completely different atmosphere um was that scary uh yeah and no you know I mean I'm growing up now I gotta gotta learn what the real life is and and staying on a little on a little reservation isn't really gonna let me explore what is that truly out in this world. You know what I mean. So I mean, coming to San Diego, miss my mom's right. Everyone probably missed their moms when you move three thousand miles away, and my grandma and my dad. So I mean, it was kind of hard for the first couple of weeks, just calling back and forth. But got over it and just see them when I go home, and just cherish those moments when I come home. You know, so. It was a difficult, but not really, you know. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it's always hard to be away from family. Yeah. But 
you know, we talked a lot We're about San, San Diego, Diego right? right? I well. mean, it's beautiful year-round. Uh, you're living relatively close to the beach. You can People do are cool of, here, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, can't beat it. Going back to the draft, um, you, you, you know, you knew you were going to go first overall. Uh, Pretty sure. Kind of, yeah. Did, did Patrick tell you, or did he say? No, nah, he just he just kept me on the waiting game and like kind of guessing. But I kind I kind of knew that he was gonna pick me. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he actually did it, did you feel like relief or somewhat genuine surprise? What was that experience like? Felt, I mean, that's, that's a that's an experience that most anybody's not gonna get to experience in life. I wouldn't say relief. I would say excitement. Yeah. Just because, like I said, I've was born with a lacrosse stick in my hand and this is what I wanted to do since I've been playing lacrosse, had a lacrosse stick. So to hear my name go first overall and to someone that I personally know who picked me was just adrenaline rush and just an emotional moment, right? I mean, not too many people say they, they get picked first in any draft exactly. of any sport, right? So, I mean, that's that's a... That's a true career accomplishment for myself and for my family to have had the support they had from my lacrosse game or my lacrosse career all the way up. Like my mom and dad driving me to practices late at night, driving two hours away for a game, like just doing, just putting up with those kind of hours, right? Driving back and forth from wherever. So, I mean, it's definitely one of the best moments of my career and lifetime. Yeah, it's nice to kind of, you know, validate all that work that you put in but also your family like you said i yeah. mean they probably made a ton of sacrifices <laughs> whether sure. it's like getting you gear or the time it takes to get you wherever you got to go yeah. and to be able to share that with them it's got to be one of the most magical experiences you can have right <laughs> yeah for sure and trying to get my mom to buy me some fast food on her way home <laughs> yeah so going into your rookie year um yeah. go to your first camp and obviously you've been with patrick you've been around probably billy and shooter yeah um did you feel that you fit in skill-wise right away, or were, were there some things that, that kind of surprised you about playing with NLL players? No, I thought my skill my skills were there and my talent was there. It was just learning how to control my emotions as, I wouldn't want to say a leader because it was my first year, but as as I won like so, like so many times, I've realized what it takes to win, and I just... I'm always that guy who always like tries to do it right on the floor. So I mean, like I try to control my my talking and just try to like I don't know. Uh, it's your competitive nature, yeah, right? Yeah, like, it's like, my competitive nature. I would say you have a top level will to win, and, yeah. and that's not to take anything away from anybody else on the seals or in the league. Yeah. But I, I I see a competitiveness to you that is you know exceptional you know mm -hmm. and you throw out names like they say michael jordan was just the most competitive guy right. that you would ever want to be around like he wanted to kill whoever he was playing yeah. at any moment and everyone and, would want to follow that kind of mentality right so i mean yeah and, and you're gonna lead with your play at this point as a young player yeah. you know maybe eventually you're gonna be a vocal leader and maybe mm -hmm. you've gotten to that point in, in your career so far but just to go out there and just have that will to win and let that be infectious to your teammates, right? Yeah, yeah. Just to go out there and show them that I, I, I'm, I'm here and I, I can play and I'm willing to do whatever it takes for for the guy next to me to win this game. You know what I mean? So I mean, to to do that for a teammate is is is, is what I like to do. Is work work for them. 
then you get your NLL debut, and mm. it probably goes about as well as any debut possibly could. Um, you know, I guess take me through that game. You know, you get your you get your first shift. You know, <sighs> were there butterflies, uh, or were you just like just over the moon excited? You know, what was that uh, like? Yeah, I mean, started just coming down the the tunnel here, and you're just hearing the crowd booing you, and just your your team's lining up for the national anthem, and then just after that, it kind of just clicked for me. Is just all right. We're in a lacrosse game in the Loud House with fifteen thousand screaming fans who don't like you. <laughs> so, yeah, just that first shift running out there. I mean, felt like I was gripping my stick a little tight at the at the beginning. Like first couple minutes, I felt like oh, trying to get trying to loosen up and get into my own groove. But as soon as I hit that first shot, it was just clicked for me. I was like, all right, here we go. You knew you belonged. And yeah, you knew this was a place where you could succeed. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, last year, pretty successful year, you know, up until your injury. Um, how did you grow after, you know, getting a few games under your belt? What what did you learn about playing in the NLL? And like, you played tons of box, whether it's up in Canada and the yeah. summer leagues or whatever. But, you know, how did you progress to continue to get better? Because the team got better and better as the season went along. Yeah, I mean, we had, we had just a great locker room last year, right? Pat, Patrick and the organization brought in great leaders like Dan Dawson, Brody Merrill, just just good good guys that have been around the league for a while just to teach a new new organization to lay a foundation of winning and character and adversity and stuff like that, right? Because last year we had a couple – we had a couple of tough losses last year, I believe. So I mean, just to get over that those little humps, right? I mean, we're in the we're in the NLL. It's pretty hard to win every game. So any any given night in this league, people can win and lose. So yeah, I mean, I think you win the first game, then you lose a couple because you go to some tough places. You right. know, you Saskatchewan. Have to, Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, probably the best team in the league at the time. You yeah. Calgary win a or lose a tough game lose with a, a game. low scoring game where you were right in it until the end then come back home and start winning some home games and just probably the ebbs and flow and then went on a pretty good run yeah. after that yeah right? i like to say like you said we just finally got back to our home turf and we wanted to lay that foundation of we don't lose in this arena right let make try and make this the hardest arena to to, to win in right so i mean that was just our mentality as soon as we got back to san diego for our first home game against rochester that was that was a heck of a game too i think we won 12 10 so I mean, it was a lot of good games, you know. So yeah, you beat Rochester, then you beat Calgary at home. Yeah. Shortly, like five days later, from a Saturday to a Friday, and I think you even have a back-to-back where it went up to Vancouver, yeah, Vancouver after that. Yeah, we did that crazy spinner behind Frank that didn't go in. <laughs> he held on to that victory, got a little momentum for the for the season there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just those, like you said, Frank spinning, spinning, uh, save or whatever. Those little things would go a long way because they got us that those two points that weekend and. Wins are hard to come by, so. And you guys piled up a bunch in a row, and yeah, I think it was five. Yeah, I think five in a row, yeah. and then really you hit the wall of your injury. Yeah. I mean, not that it affected the way you were playing, but I'm guessing you started thinking about, all right, we're looking solid in the playoffs. You know, we got a chance to do something special, as especially as an expansion team, which not too many people predicted. So I'm guessing at that point you're really looking forward to the possibilities of that season. Oh, for sure. You know, like. Like uh, Steve and uh, upper management said, since uh, the seal's been created, we 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 ain't an expansion team. We are, we are here and we're ready to play lacrosse. You know, we're we're gonna 
battle with you to the end, and we'll see what the score comes out at the end of the day. A quick break. This episode is sponsored by Manscaped.com. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. If you've been listening to our channel for a while, you know that we are big fans of Manscaped and their Perfect Package Essentials Kit, which is the world's finest all-in-one manscaping kit that makes manscaping safe and easy. And just when you think they've got it all figured out, they take it to the next level. I'm excited to be one of the first to confirm that after 18-plus months of research and development, the new Lawnmower 3.0 Waterproof Body Trimmer has just been released and comes with a ton of new upgrades. Manscaped.com, that's code SEALS20 for 20% off at Manscaped.com. Now, back to the pod. So you're in Georgia playing against your brother, and uh, yep. uh, just kind of the worst case scenario, you, get, you, you turn funny, you run into the boards, and would you catch a heel, and that did it? Uh, so going in the corner, uh, loose ball, met shoulder to shoulder with the defender, and just all the way got pushed on my one knee and just boom, and then got pushed in the boards and yeah, not 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 the best best moment of my career, but uh, you know it was it was, it was good just to well I I don't know what to say good, but my my family was there like before yeah. the injury happened, so I mean that just all building up my brother playing me like brothers playing brothers is iconic I I like to say I mean not yeah. too many brothers get to say they play against each other. Yeah, you guys played a, about a half together. Yeah, right? half. Yeah, in that game. Yeah. both had a, had a goal or so. We'll, we'll see how many on April fourth. So. Looking for. I, I knew you circled that one on the yeah, calendar right away. So. He's coming out to San Diego. Yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, you'd hurt that knee before, right? The same injury, ACL. Yeah, I hurt it when I was sixteen. Uh, my first time. Yeah, I uh, got surgery. Then five years later, had it did it again. So, and then. Not that an injury like that is ever easy, but was it tougher being the fact that the team was playing well? I think there were some aspirations of doing some damage in the playoffs. You know, like, did, uh, th- did that make it tougher? I mean, you'd gotten to the highest level. You're living your dream of playing the NLL, and then you have this season-ending injury when you know you want to be rookie of the year. You want to succeed on that level. All those things are you know put up in the air when something like that. Happens. Yeah, it was a big bummer because the team we had last year and and the momentum we were we were rolling with to to lead it into playoffs. I mean, it was we were kind of unstoppable at that time last year but uh just for that just it just felt like a roadblock you know what I mean just like just halt just boom but I mean I thought we did good for not having me in the lineup I think Bucky got a got a little conky there at the end of the year like that New England game or Georgia game yeah Georgia game but uh yeah I thought we did a pretty good job at trying trying to do the best without a couple key players so well that's the thing you finished the year relatively strong get in as the two seed uh in the west in the playoffs and then, you know, come up against Calgary, who would eventually win the championship, battle them really, <laughs> yeah. really tough. First off, how tough was that to watch a playoff game from the sidelines? Knowing Because you'd, you'd had your surgery by yeah, the time the playoff I, game, yeah, so you're, on, you're full on crutches, crutches in the big boot. And, you know, having to watch your guys that you went to war with, yeah. you know, go in the playoffs and, and, and not be able to contribute. Yeah, I think the big, the big thing was for me is not being able to contribute, like you said, is like – I'm I'm a, I'm a passionate guy and a competitor a competitor right I mean just to watch and be all laid up in the stands trying to doing the best I can cuz I can't go out there on the floor and play at that time right so uh, I was just trying to think positive and just trying to give all the feedback I could to the boys in the ha- at halftime so just trying to do my best as a as a teammate to to help in any way I could and a, and a tough loss at that oh a tough loss <laughs> you, you got a lead in the fourth quarter 
and especially knowing that they went on to win the championship, that the path you, you see the path you, the team <laughs> yeah. and weren't able to take it, which makes it uh, especially that, tough, right? I think that's the other thing that stings too is just the path. Like after they beat us, because we we already beat Colorado twice three times three times three beat times, three times. Yeah. they beat they, they surprised Saskatchewan you're like and it would have been a home game yeah and it would have like, been a home game so I mean it was like the perfect setup but we just couldn't couldn't pull through with with it I mean that's sports man hey hey, hey that, that's the best thing about sports happen. you know they, they had a talented team and they proved it out but uh you know it still stinks it, it's always <laughs> but, like yeah. what if what yeah if, what if, if. Right? well now you're 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 working your way you have to work all summer you yeah know? And, and rehab it sucks oh, you know there, yeah. there's, there's not there's really days, anything fun about no. rehab you know and I don't know what's worth. I've, I've been through it personally, but whether it's the first part of getting your mobility back and the pain or the, the rebuilding of the strength, I guess, what was the toughest part for you that, that you know, you're just kind of like, God, I really got to uh, do this. I think it was the, the strength thing really, because every day you just work in the one leg to, till it's tired, right? Till, <laughs> till, till it's shaking. Yeah. Till it's shaking. And then your trainer's finally, all right, time to, time to go ice and recover now. But, uh, yeah, I think it's just having that mentality going into like physio every morning is I'm doing this to get back to the floor instead of like pouting about it like oh oh I'm I'm out oh but as soon as I got surgery I was I was like all right my knee's good time to time to get back to work and try and try and get back out on the floor as soon as possible and safely as possible instead of being like too soon you know yeah no and what took about. What was it to Vegas? Ten Nine, months. Ten months. Ten months. Yeah, which is you know right on the probably the early side. You yeah. Know, obviously, worked really hard to get to that point. Um, when when was Vegas a reality for you to actually play? Like when did you when did you and Patrick and the doctor start uh, kind of setting that date as uh, the possible return? Because I think originally it was a little bit later. The team was struggling a little bit. Probably needed you back, and so I think everybody was probably eager to have you on the floor when did when did that become a possibility uh so i think since i got surgery uh i think me and patty talked about it i was telling them february the whole time like since yeah the beginning i think i was i was aiming personally for february and i, I didn't even know we we're gonna be playing a game in vegas at that time right so i was just i just said february or early march that's mm -hmm. what i was telling them that was my game plan instead of thinking like January or like trying to force myself playing right so yeah. and not and not being true to myself and confident in myself to to come back and product for my team and I think it's probably fair to say that your rehab in the beginning was probably a little slower than you would have liked it, it only in so much as that you're going through this with Johnny Pearson who's like two or three weeks ahead yeah. of you so you're like almost on the same checkpoints and he was probably moving a little bit faster than you right yeah, he definitely was because oh it's my second time right yep. and I and I started to look at him like because like you said he's two two weeks ahead of me and like I seen him passing goals passing whatever lifting this and I kind of get down on myself but then I realize I, I this is my second time so yeah. I, I mean I'm gonna start focusing on myself and my my mentality of how I'm gonna approach this from now on for the next nine months ten months you know so as 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 I've started to focus on myself at, at that time of rehab. It just helped me a lot instead of focusing on any, yeah. anyone else. It's probably kind of a blessing and a curse. You've got a guy who's going through 
the exact <laughs> same sure. thing as you. Sure. But then you've got him being a little ahead of you, and he's making good progress, and you start questioning, like, all right, am I doing something wrong? Am I not yeah. getting is, is, is the same Is it not healed or nothing? A whole bunch of, whole bunch of things just rambles through your head, right? You think your knee's not good or you just bad, like not positive things anyway go in your head and that's not good. So you get to the week before Vegas and you're, you're on the trip, you're going to Vegas and there was a decent amount of question of whether you were going to be able to play the game or not if you were going to get cleared, right? Yeah, I mean, me and my my trainer at our rehab, uh, Patrick, he, me and him had, had uh, February 1st marked since January early of beginning of the year right so i mean that was just my focus all all of january just working 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 my butt off to get back for that game so but like you said there's a lot of questions because the dog still has, hasn't hasn't cleared me didn't get cleared to what right before the game that's what it felt like i yeah. mean i wasn't in the rooms or anything but yeah. you know we were all just on pins and needles trying yeah. to figure out if you were gonna play right. and so you know, and then we we heard that the doctor finally cleared you, and that Patrick and and you and everybody made the decision that you weren't going to hurt yourself by playing this game on like a minutes restriction. Right. And you know, I think it changed. Not only did it change, uh, I mean, literally there were rumors floating around the Colorado team, like, oh my God, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? You know, there was like this whole aura of <laughs> what's going to happen here. And we, we had a good sense that you were probably going to play. And it just, once we knew, it was just like, all right, here all right, we go. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was just a big spark for, for my teammates. I mean, get, get number 83 back in the lineup and just, just like my passion on the bench and just on the floor to, to help, help my teammates get that energy or see me just, I don't know. Uh, scream my face off or something, you know, just get fired up. So. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody has a role on a team, and I think, like you talked about, a lot of the passion and energy comes yeah. from you on this team because you've got some veterans, you know, you've got some guys that mm -hmm. have been around, they've seen it all, and, like, you're still bringing this youthful energy and just this insane competitiveness to the team, and that's what can make a team whole, right? Right, right, yeah, exactly. That's the best feeling when a whole team's whole and everyone's on the same page and just knowing what we have to do on a nightly basis right so i mean that, that's that's literally the coolest part about lacrosse is when we all come together as one and do our job i know and, and, and you say you know somewhat serious somewhat jokingly i just want to play lacrosse with my friends yeah that's all you want to do that's it i mean it's, there's no better feeling i mean like i said once we're all on the same page and doing what we love and as as a whole is, is, is something special to be honest and then your dad was there. And, so. and my dad was there, so that, that was also a very uh, special point in my uh, career, right? Because who gets to play in Vegas, come back from a, a, a season injury, uh, and have, have uh, your dad in the crowd, and and you get your first goal back. So, I mean, so that's it was it. special. You know, it, it was fun to watch that game. You know, you're battling. You had, I think you had a fall where I think we all kind of held our breath a little bit and we're like, oh, yep. oh man, we can't, <laughs> we can't go through this again. I'm sure it was even twice as stressful for you and your family, right? Right. I mean, yeah, that little slip right there is, is a little, little scary, but luckily it wasn't nothing serious, you know? So then you're battling, you start, I think you get a, a really nice assist to Zach, you know, where he opens up yeah, in front yeah. of the crease and he, he drops one in. And you could kind of see it click with you. You're like, okay, now I'm getting my legs that, back. Yeah. Now I'm getting the sense of the speed of the game back, right? Yeah, again, like you said, the speed is that's the biggest thing that you have to uh, get back into. Your, like your groove is just timing 
on the cross checks or the picks or passing the ball even or shooting, you know. So, I mean, I thought that was the biggest aspect of learning from my my uh, comeback of my energy is, is just slowing the game down and let, like seeing it come to me instead of going out there and making something happen that's not there. And then finally, you know, you get you get the ball right in front of the crease <laughs> yeah. and you bury one. I mean, and it, it's funny because I think we saw this on the video series we did about your comeback because we got some audio of it. We actually had you mic'd. Um, there was a ton of emotion when you when you scored that. I mean, elation. And then when you get back to the bench, it's like it, it, you over, you were overcome. Yeah, definitely. When I got back to the bench, I was overcome, right, of emotion of just just sitting back on the bench and looking of just looking back at all my hard work to get to that moment and to have a kid that's born with a cross stick and being taken out of 10 months of the game that he loves is pretty hard for someone and to just get get a goal is 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 huge like there's words can't explain it's, it's, it. It's, it's literally like that final sentence on the yeah, comeback. Like you've icing, <laughs> icing. Exactly. You've come back. Now you're now you're a lacrosse player. Now you're an NLL player. Yeah. Now you can get back to the business of doing what you're meant to do and what you want to do and what you need to do. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Another quick break. Coronado Brewing Company is proud to be the official craft beer partner of the Seals. Enjoy fan favorite Orange Avenue Wit and their new Salty Crew Blonde Ale all season long and visit coronadobrewing.com to find their award-winning beers near you. Stay coastal. Cheers. From there, had a little bit of success in the games leading up. You know, were there some frustrations? You know, look, you're you didn't score five goals every game last year, mm-hmm. but I think you, you know, made an impact in a lot of ways. Um, you know, what was that like? Uh, not quite impacting the game. One, you're on a minutes restriction, so you're probably wanting to be out there more than you're actually able to. Yeah. But then, you know, you're still finding your way, one, with a, a bit of a new offense, and then two, you know, getting your game speed back up. I mean, just just trying to click with, with, the, with the guys. Just I didn't want to be that new guy or not – well, kind of new guy to the to the offense, and just calling for the ball all the time and just messing everything up, right? I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that at all. So uh, I just took my time and just field field uh, all the like fieldsy. Only I don't think I played with him last year at all. No, he no. came back after yeah, you were, after I got after hurt. You were hurt. So, yeah, so, yeah and, another new guy to play with. Exactly. So I was just trying to feel out what, how he plays and his style of him carrying the ball, and I'm going to set a pick for him, right? So I got to figure that one out. So I mean, it was. It was a good challenge. It wasn't a rough challenge. It was a good challenge. And so you get on the board pretty early in Calgary. You get that first goal pretty early in the game, uh, and you start racking them up. Was it just – did it feel different? Did, did Calgary feel different than the, la- the, the previous games? Um, it looked different. It looked like you had a different confidence about you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I just really uh, focused the week leading up because I knew – our backs are against the wall, and if we if we lose this one, we're seven, we're five and seven, and that that's not going to help us in any way. So I just was just focusing all week, and just in that practice on Friday in Calgary, I just felt really good and just locked in and just ready to go. And I mean, that's the Saturday shoot around morning. I mean, I was just felt loose, nice and loose, and just in my groove, you know, just. Doing playing lacrosse, having fun. Yeah, I mean a really important game. Like really you said, important. It, it, if you 
one really tough game on the road. <laughs> the defending champions, they've yeah. got Dane Doby back, and he was pretty impressive. He, yeah, he, was, he wasn't too bad, yeah. He, he, he dropped seven on it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you lose that game. It's a really, really uphill battle to get to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, like, right now is we're, we're playing for our lives and to play for uh, for a playoff spot, right? So, I mean, all these games are playoff games to us. So, I mean, we have to buckle down and play play 60 minutes of our best lacrosse every every game so as we start to wrap up here what progressions do you still have to make as far as this season obviously look you're going to continue to grow as a player uh throughout your career um what do you still need to do to finish this season strong to finish the season where you want to finish which is obviously winning games getting the seals into the playoffs but doing what you're capable of of doing what do you need to do to keep growing into that level i think personally i gotta just keep keep my body healthy uh keep keep going to rehab keep keep working out keep uh eating healthy and and you know just just try to be a best teammate i can be is and to gel with my teammates and win win on the road those big games because i'm pretty sure we got saskatchewan coming up next month and that's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough one on the road so i mean just just being being in the moment with my teammates and trying to win every game is what I want to really, really dwell on. Well, first off, let me say congratulations on getting back to this point. Uh, I think it's been really impressive to watch, uh, watch you work and watch you get back to this team and really make an impact. Um, best of luck the rest of the season as you and the guys make a march towards the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I know you guys have the potential and I know you see the ability for you guys to do something go far in the playoffs and you know, just keep working hard to get to that goal yeah for sure I mean thanks for having me uh, anytime thanks all go Seals.